Hello, hello, everyone. Amanda Grace here with you. We are live tonight. Welcome to everybody jumping on in the United States and around the world. Hello, hello, hello. We love to see you all come on. We're so glad to have you. Our moderators, they do such an amazing job. And also our Ark of Grace team, they do an amazing job. Thank you for helping us do what we do for the Lord. I'm going to open up in prayer couple of things to say first and we're getting into this part two that is like i was like praise the lord as i was putting it together because you know there's so much going on prophetically that you could look at and examine and that is connected um also we're going to go over one more thing before after i open up in prayer but the uh i'm just going to write it i'm just going to write it down okay okay can we um get uh just ready the website for the uh, gathering new york sermon we'll make sure to to uh go over that as well but let's just open up in prayer first give it over to the lord and we're going to be off and running so father god in the precious name of your son jesus christ yeshua hamashiach we come before you we praise you you are almighty god you are high and lifted up far above every power principality and might we give you all the glory honor and praise lord do your precious holy name Father, forgive us of our sins. Cleanse us of all unrighteousness. We humble ourselves before you this day, Father God, asking that the pull of the flesh becomes less in our lives. So you, your will and your power become more in our lives. Father, we acknowledge you sent your son, Jesus Christ, Yeshua HaMashiach, to the earth and the word became flesh and dwelt among us. He was the Passover lamb, the sacrifice for our sins. He willingly died at Calvary. He purchased us by the shedding of his own blood. He redeemed us. He made an open show and spectacle of the enemy before all of creation. And Lord, we praise you. He rose again in three days. And after appearing to many, ascended back into heaven, took his rightful victorious place at the right hand of the Father, where he rules and reigns forevermore. Yeshua HaMashiach, Jesus Christ, is our advocate before your throne. And we honor that before you this day. Father, in the name of Jesus Christ, we welcome your presence, the presence of Ruach Elohim, the spirit of the living God, and the presence of the Ruach HaKadosh, the Holy Spirit. Father, to powerfully go forth, Lord, that your power would saturate the atmosphere, mightily move and go forth, that people would tangibly feel your presence, Father God, as we go forth tonight. By the power of the blood of Jesus Christ, by the spirit of the one true living God, may only the truth and power of almighty God with authority now come forth, Father, in Jesus' name. Father, allow us the humble privilege of being vessels of your power, Lord. Father, take all the glory for yourself. You are the potter. We are most certainly just the clay. Father, we ask you to protect this broadcast tonight, Lord, as we go forth against any plot scheme contract assignment. We apply the blood of Jesus and command it dismantle, destroy, disable, thwarted, disrupted, blocked, nullify, voided. Their communication lines disrupted so they cannot carry out their plans. And it bound up and cast back to the dry places and areas you have designated, Lord, to be bound there in the name of Jesus Christ and not return nor have anything sent in its place. Father, Take all the glory for yourself, Lord, because we are merely the clay. Without without your breath of life in us and your spirit in us, we are nothing but the dust of the earth. Lord, let your name be glorified above all, we pray in the name of Jesus Christ. Amen and amen. Amen. Okay, praise the Lord. Up, oh, people in Alaska. Hello to those in Alaska. Welcome, welcome. I just saw them jump on in the chat. So let's go over a few things first before we get into this, because this is very involved. This Eagle Pass Part 2, you need to know what's going on here. We're going to bring it full circle uh, by the end, you'll see. But a couple things. Louisiana, 
Isn't it interesting? The Speaker of the House is from Louisiana and the time the Lord chooses to send me to Louisiana is in 2024. So I will be February 24th and 25th. Very excited about this. Pastors Garland and Beverly Bilbo. I will be with them Saturday night, February 24th at 6 p.m. Praise Church of New Orleans. And then Sunday, February 25th, 6 p.m. The Price LeBlanc Pace Center. Uh, so that's in Gonzales, Louisiana. So I'm looking forward to seeing many of you. They're also going to have a Sunday morning service, February 25th, the prophetic encounter with pastors Garland and Beverly Bilbo. We are hoping to be there for that as well. We look forward to seeing many of you there. You can go free registration is at the bottom there, the website, and you can go register. Also tomorrow I will, well, not, I don't know if it's tomorrow yet, but I know it's coming up. It may be, we may be doing it tomorrow night, but Gene Ho, the editor in chief of George magazine. Uh, well, basically I ended up on the cover of George magazine. I don't know how else to say it. I, I, I'm, I'm very humbled. They did this, but I was one of the people that ended up on the cover of their collector's issue. So you can go to georgemagazine.com if you would like to get yourself a copy, but Gene Ho, editor-in-chief, will be coming on Ark of Grace to talk about this. We will be announcing um, when that interview is going to be, but I believe it's going to be tomorrow, but look for the announcement as well. Also, two more things. We have a new resident coming to Ark of Grace Sanctuary. Don't even, the tortoise is coming Delta Airlines and Cargo, and I'm going to say the word allegedly, screwed up the tortoise getting on the plane. So because we got three different answers from three different peoples, and apparently their agents don't consult with the Delta vets first before they give us answers on things, guess what happened? The tortoise couldn't get on the flight, but we do have another option we are working on. So we will let you know when... The tortoise does come up here. We're hoping to get him up here in the next week and a half or so. So we will make sure to announce that. But we have a new resident coming to Ark of Grace. And let's put up the picture. This is Prince. He is a 32-year-old quarter horse. His owner has had him for 30 years and she has to move. This truly is a mission of mercy uh, on our part. He is in Connecticut and we will be going out sometime next week to pick him up. The vet has cleared him. He's actually in very good shape for 30. And we found a lovely stable nearby to put him at until we build the barn and then we will move him over. But we are taking Prince, 32 years old, should I say 32 years young, and we're taking him in. The Lord really moved on me to take this horse after I saw how old he was and I heard the account because many rescues won't take horses this old because they can't adopt them out. But the Lord moved on me and then miraculously opened up a stall at the stable nearby days before <laughs> I called. So praise the Lord for that. And the last thing, the gathering New York. Okay. So the gathering of faith assembly in New York, I preached this past Sunday, the 9 a.m. and 11 a.m. service. They do have it up on their Facebook and on their YouTube channel. So if you'd like to go watch me get up on two ladders and show you what it's like to falter between two opinions, you can do that because it's on their Facebook, the Gathering of Faith Assembly in Poughkeepsie, New York. And they also are the Gathering of Faith Assembly on YouTube. 
So there it is. Okay, there's Pastor Sam. There he is with the worship team. And so here is the Gathering of Faith Assembly. They have the Facebook and their YouTube channel. And if you'd like to go watch me preach on New York, you can go there. So please, please do that because praise God, it was a packed house, both services and the spirit of the Lord moved in a mighty way. So I would love for you to go take a look at that. Okay, now let's get into tonight. Oh my goodness gracious. I'm getting up my notes. There's a lot of notes to go through. God bless my team. When I sent them these notes, I almost cringed because there was a lot of notes to go through. And uh, basically the Lord was giving me a lot. And I so appreciate that they were able um, to do this. So let me see here. Let's get started. So there is an AP news article I want to start with. Because you see, I'm, I'm going to prophetically build a case here why these things are all connected and happening at the same time. So if we have the AP News article, I'm going to read to you from it, how a small Texas city landed in, spot, in the spotlight during the state-federal clash over border security. The rally was the latest sign of how an unprecedented migrant surge has shaken Eagle Pass, a sprawling town of warehouses and decaying houses. This is how the AP News describes it, that many big retailers have overlooked. The town of about 30,000 people has become a major corridor for illegal crossings in recent years, making it a target for Abbott's enforcement. So let me put it this way. The AP News describes this as warehouses and decaying houses, this town. So in a way, it's kind of like a dry place, right? Where does the kingdom of darkness attempt to operate in their activity? Dry places. Why do you think Las Vegas is in a desert? It's the same reason. It's in a dry place. So the fact the surge of migrants coming over in that area is by no mistake because when the kingdom is at darkness, uh, kingdom of darkness is at, at work within a certain event, you'll many times see something to do with a dry place or a decaying place involved in it. So I find it no accident that Eagle Pass is involved. Okay. This is no surprise spiritually. And I'm going to tell you this, right? I'm going to say this publicly. The speaker of the house, Mr. Johnson, right? Because I remember when I went out on a limb with the Lord, and I had talked about the removal of Kevin McCarthy when nobody was talking about the removal of the Speaker of the House. And the Lord told me this, and I went out on a limb, and a week later, what happened happened. But I have a message for Speaker Johnson. And this is the message. Here he is from Louisiana, by the way, where I'll be going at the end of February. Speaker Johnson, you stand your ground. You stand your ground compromise leads to a loss of vision. I have a pastor friend of mine in Texas that says that all the time. Compromise leads to a loss of vision. Speaker Johnson, the Lord has put you in that position for a reason and you stand your ground and don't allow them to put things in bills that are filled with bondage and waste and problematic and feeding into Ukraine and Russia and all sorts of things. Stand your ground in faith 
and use the word of God and speak it and quote it because I know you know it and you stand your ground right now against what they're trying to do with this immigration bill because apparently they're trying to sneak things and put things that don't even belong in this in there in order to try to push things through the agenda of the left and even the agenda of the right because some of the right have turned have gone from red to purple because they've bled into the blue and they've bled into the left but stand your ground speaker johnson because compromise leads to a loss of vision there he is mr i church cafe that that's who says it my pastor friend in texas Pastor Ricky, he always says to me, Amanda, compromise leads to a loss of vision. So Speaker Johnson, stand your ground in this hour and the Lord will uphold you and your cause. Do not let them bully you and sway you off the road that God has put you on to do what you're supposed to do. Because Speaker Johnson has been positioned potentially for an even greater office. And my godmother Barbara was talking to me about this. But he needs to stand his ground, not, not let them push back, put on the full armor of God and stand, resist the enemy and he shall flee from you. Do not allow them to push a bus worth of garbage in a bill through in order to try to get you to compromise on the protection of the American people. Mr. Johnson, don't do it. The Lord is with you. He will uphold your cause if you stand in faith firmly for him in this hour. Be the standard. Be the conscience of the state, Speaker Johnson. Be the standard you were called to be in this hour, and the Lord will uphold your cause. So praise the Lord. The Lord wanted me to say that. I felt the release on that. So praise the Lord for that. Now, we're going to put up another article. I'm already starting to feel like I'm already starting to warm up and we're just at the beginning of this program. So I don't like the word program broadcast. I don't like the word program. I don't know. I don't like the word terminal program. <laughs> I don't like any of that wording. Okay. So this is an interesting article. Eagle pass. Now you're going to understand why I'm going here in a minute. Eagle passed to witness annular solar eclipse on Saturday, October 14th, 2023. Now, why am I going back to October? Well, I'll tell you. Because Eagle Pass, Texas, is in the path of totality for the total solar eclipse on uh, that's taking place early April 2024, actually April 8th, 2024. So when you come to Eagle Pass for the 2024 eclipse, you will experience, experience approximately four minutes and 23.6 seconds. So four minutes and 23 seconds of totality, okay, of this eclipse. But Eagle Pass was also in the path of the annular solar eclipse that happened October 14th, 2023. The Passover holiday this year begins before sundown or right about sundown on Monday, the 22nd of April, 2024, and ends after nightfall on April 30th, 2024. Passover is known as the Festival of Liberation and Deliverance. Now, this is where it gets interesting. 
the the path of totality has at eagle pass witnessing this total eclipse for four minutes 23 seconds do you know april 23rd 4 23 is the first full day of passover and matches the amount of time the eclipse will be visible in eagle pass texas because the eclipse will be visible for four minutes and 23 seconds 4 23. Also, this conflict at Eagle Pass literally started in between the two eclipses because the the annular happened October 2023. January is where the showdown at Eagle Pass begins. That is three months. So from October to January is three months, right? And from January to April, when the next eclipses is also three months. So literally, this conflict in Eagle Pass happens smack in the middle of two eclipses. Do we think that's a mistake? No, not at all, because this happens and this conflict erupts. I don't think this is by accident at all. I actually think this is highly prophetic. Now, since we're talking about eagles, I'm going to read to you Ezekiel 1.10 because we're going to be talking about oxes too, but it says regarding the form and appearance of their faces, they each had the face of a man in front, each had the face of a lion on the right side and the face of an ox on the left, all four. Now, all four also had the face of an eagle. What month is the total eclipse in? April. What month is April? The fourth month on our calendar. How many faces had the eagle on it in the vision Ezekiel had? Four. So I just wanted to point that out also. Now, I have a chart here so you can see over the past seven years, these three eclipses, that the first one known as the Great American Eclipse happened August 21st, I believe, 2017. There it is. Thank you. October 14th, 2023 was the annual, annular, and this April 8th, 2024 is the total. So this is a seven-year window. Now, 2017 was the year Trump took office, and that was known as the Great American Eclipse. Two of these eclipses were on the heels of major Jewish holidays, Rosh Hashanah and Passover. Now, the one in October came approximately two weeks after Yom Kippur. So Passover in 2024 begins Monday, the 22nd of April, and ends at nightfall on Monday, the 29th of April, 2024. So this eclipse, this total eclipse, where the path of totality is Eagle Pass, Texas, comes 14 days prior to Passover. Passover is seven days long. 14 is double sevens. Now, To go back to a little biblical history, I'm going to talk to you about Herod for a minute, because let me, let me just say this part of the prophetic office. And if anybody tells you otherwise, they don't know what they're talking about. A large part of the prophetic office is to prophetically teach is to teach the people, draw them in deeper to the Lord deeper in a relationship with the Lord so they can hear the Lord for themselves and begin to understand the times and seasons and how they operate. Anyone that tells you otherwise doesn't have a clue because that is a big part of the prophetic office. Yes, we prophesy and we deliver words from the Lord, but we also prophetically teach 
so the people can learn and be drawn into a deeper relationship with the Lord because too many want to keep people on the milk for their own gain. Too many want to keep people on nothing but milk for their own gain. And you know what happens when people don't get off the milk and get onto the meat? They stunt their growth and it affects their entire lives. So this is why we do what we do. So in the closing days of his life, Herod the Great, I don't think he was so great, but he was called Herod the Great, was presented with a crisis called the Golden Eagle Incident. Herod had placed a golden eagle over the entrance to the temple. Although he professed that it was an offering dedicated to the Lord, it was regarded as a desecration of the temple by two rabbis, Matthias and Judas, who provoked a group of more than 40 individuals into pulling down the eagle. Herod's soldiers captured and executed many of the participants. Matthias and Judas were burned alive. After relating this sordid incident, Josephus comments that the night after Matthias and Judas were executed by burning, there was an eclipse of the moon. And this is in the book of Antiquities, I believe, because it says Antiquities 17.6, 2 through 4. And then there's another part where it says 17.149 through 167. And that is in antiquities. So there was an eclipse, right? So an eclipse of the moon happens after Herod does this. This is the only reference to a lunar eclipse in all the writings of Josephus. Perhaps a modern historian would not have mentioned it. Judging that an astronomical event like an eclipse is independent of the activities of man, unless it has preceded some important occasion, such as a battle. I tend to think differently and think that Things happen in prophetic cycles. So you see these prophetic cycles happen around when eclipses happen. Why? Because the Lord is the God of the universe, which means he's not only the God of the whole earth and the earth is his footstool, but he's the God of the galaxies, right? He's the God of the moon, the sun, the stars. He's the God of it. He is Lord over it all. So we tend to see these prophetic cycles happen and you tend to see eclipses happen around such things. So um, sometimes they even influence decisions on whether or not to go to war. In the ancient world, however, an eclipse was regarded as an omen whenever it happened. For Josephus, the eclipse in the night after Herod put to death the two protesters was a sign of displeasure from God. This is shown by the fact that Josephus describes immediately after the mention of the eclipse, Herod's physical suffering, a suffering from which he could find no relief until his death at some time between the eclipse and Passover. When did this incident in Eagle Pass happen? It's happening between the eclipse in October and between the eclipse, between the eclipse in October and the eclipse in April that comes two weeks before Passover. In the Antiquities passage, the eclipse in Herod's torment signified the same thing, God's solemn judgment on Herod after he put to death individuals more righteous than himself. Now, it was July 15th, 2023. I did a broadcast about this. I did a broadcast about the eclipses and that they were coming and the seven-year pattern of these eclipses. So this is what I said on July 15th, 2023. Uh, There are two weeks before the April 8th, 2024 eclipse and Passover 2024. 
is going to be one of the most volatile and pivotal in history. Events and circumstances will turn that was never thought possible. Seven months is between the end of Passover 2024 and the November 2024 election. Seven months. How many years is between the Great American Eclipse and this eclipse April 2024? Seven. How many months is it between Passover and the November election? Seven. The seventh letter of the Hebrew alphabet is Zayin, Z-A-Y-I-N, which either means crown, weapon, or to sustain. This is no coincidence. That seven months, so I believe actually from the time the eclipse happens, okay? The eclipse happens, you have that two-week window to Passover. And then that seven months will be unprecedented, shocking, a time where those who choose to do as Herod will fall This is what I said back in July. The Trojan horse will be caught and its host and trap. This is back in July. A time of hard choices, deep necessary conflict for Israel. I wrote this July 15th, 2023, and I spoke it from the Lord on that date. A a time of hard choices, deep necessary conflict for Israel for their own protection. Now, this is way before the Hamas attack attempting to bind the people of the U.S. again, except, that's capitalized, they are using an old dry brittle rope that shall fall apart by the pressure the Lord thy God shall apply. The pressure shall break establishments and alliances. Those quarreling now and backbiting as sheep shall work together. This shall be. So, We got Passover that last seven days and we got seven months from April to November. And then we've got seven years between the great American eclipse and this total eclipse. That's going to be uh, the path of totality being Eagle Pass, Texas in April, 2024. So I have a chart for you or a map to show you. I have a couple of maps. So you see, it makes an X. It makes an X. And as you can see, yes, the path of totality goes right through Texas. I mean, right through, like almost divides it down the middle. Now that's an even better shot because there you go having the annular eclipse from October and the total eclipse from April making an X right over Eagle Pass, Texas. You cannot make this stuff up because this is near Eagle Pass, Texas, the way this map is running. Uh, And so, because you see San Antonio and Del Rio and Austin, so we know that we are looking at a map of Texas, thank God. Uh, But it looks like, it looks like an X. And then when you go to the X and you take it and you go to the Hebrew alphabet, the ancient way, the word Aleph, was written was an X. And I'll show you. There it is. That is the ancient Hebrew letter Aleph. And it almost looks like an X. Now, the name Aleph is derived from the West Semitic word for ox. Okay. So I'm going to read Ezekiel 1.10 again, knowing this. Regarding the form of appearance of their faces, they each had the face of a man and each had the face of a lion on the right side and the face of an ox on the left side. All four had the face of an eagle. Now, remember, I had been saying since October about the ox being yoked. 
Actually, I started with the yoking when I delivered a word from the Lord at Church International. I believe it was February 2023. And in it, it talks about the yoking. And so then in October, I start talking about the ox being yoked, October 2023. Well, this eclipse in its path of totality has something to do with this as well. Texas, a place in the U.S. probably more than any other, where they are known for their ranches and cattle, right? Cattle, right, are related to ox, basically. So, you know, they're kind of, you know, they kind of run in, in, in the same circle in a way. But Texas, more than any other, maybe Oklahoma too, has ranches and cattle and those type of animals that are yoked. They have this. So it is by no mistake that we see Aleph, which is the ox, which is the X, right over Eagle Pass, Texas, as far as the annular that happened in October. And the total that's happening in April and Eagle Pass conflict erupts right smack in the middle of these two events. Now, we're going to go to Biden for a minute. So everybody hold on. I apologize ahead of time, but we have to talk about this. So uh, Biden right now, he's the 46th president, right? He's in there. Um, you know, what happened in 2020 happened. I believe the Lord allowed it to be stolen. You want the honest truth? I believe the Lord allowed that election to be stolen for this time. I really, truly believe that he allowed it and he purposely allowed it. And now the people of America have a choice, right? And President Trump has a choice to be yoked by God. So Biden as the 46th president, the fourth letter of the Hebrew alphabet is Dalet, D-A-L-E-T. The meaning of Dalet is a door. So it means a door, um, also represents uh, Dilisoni, which means to lift up, but Dalet can mean door or poor. But the sixth letter of the Hebrew alphabet is Vav, which is hook. So basically, it talks about transforms the past into the future or the future into the past. So the design of the Vav is a hook. So 46 then, if you put those together, can mean a door hook, hook to the door. If you are hooked to a door, you are hanging and stuck and cannot go through it. Because we are in the fours for presidency, meaning the 40s, right? currently going into the election for the 47th president. If we look at the 47th the same way, the fourth letter of the Hebrew alphabet is Dalet, meaning door. And the seventh letter of the Hebrew alphabet is Zayin. And basically it's designed to mean crown or weapon. So the 47th president can mean in Hebrew, door to the crown. If you put those two numbers together and you look at the corresponding letters in the Hebrew alphabet, it can mean door to the crown. Now, let's go back to November 26, 2019. And I'm going to talk about this prophetic word that was given. It is now how many years old? It's uh, 
almost four and a half years old, going back with this word. So this is this is a while ago. And this is what the word of the Lord says. They are not the ringmaster, says the Lord. They are indeed the fools and the clowns in a very convoluted charade that has been put on display to open the eyes wide of the people. And yanking up by the root for all to see the true motivation of these false excavations that the enemy's agents have taken part in a witch hunt. You're going to understand why I'm reading this in a second. Where they shall now become the hunted for dare attempting to hunt my children down and take them down, says the Lord of hosts. How dare they? The hunter shall now become the hunted and the hunted are moving on and soaring to glory and shall be above and not beneath. Now we have seen the headlines, praise the Lord, being carried across the world of hunter becomes the hunted. Having to do with Hunter Biden. But it says something else in this word, have taken part in a witch hunt. Now, I'm just going to show you the still of this because I don't believe playing this is going to help people that maybe are struggling in the occult or 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 just broken free of it. But at the beginning of January, Jesse Waters had a psychic on. Just about the time the Eagle Pass conflict breaks out, he has a psychic on at the beginning of January. So this is about the same time, within eight days of each other. Now, this takes place January 3rd, 2024. The conflict at Eagle Pass begins January 11th, 2024, eight days later. Okay? The media is partnering with that spirit. Similar. The similar spirit that Saul went to for answers towards the end of his kingship before he fell, this is the similar spirit we're dealing with. And they're trying to give their own prophecies, a false prophecy, a prophecy and try to take the glory away from the Lord, a prophecy to try to get out ahead because the enemy doesn't know the future. So he tries to manipulate the present and tries to get you looking back at the past. Now, October 31st, 2020, There is a fox. Now, I I prophesied this from the Lord. So this also is, I I don't know how long ago this is, but this is quite a ways ago too. So it's about three and a half years old. There is a fox in the hen house. There is a fox in the hen house. And this fox is marked and shall be exposed for what they are, preying on what is innocent, attempting to steal and fatten themselves off of what was not theirs to take. May 11th, 2020, there shall be a major financial hit to the media as their trophies and mouthpieces are becoming restless as the spirit of the Lord wrestles with the corruption placed inside their souls. There shall be one major in particular that exposes such darkness of the media that the people who once trusted in droves shall forsake that is no longer news but propaganda and lies. I believe that's Fox News that's being talked about right there back May 11th, 2020. February 7th and 8th, 2022. Fox is about to lose another leg, says the Lord of hosts, and a blow to Al Al Jazeera as well, says the Lord. April 28th, 2023. 
I am stretching families, says the Lord. I am stretching families with very recognizable names. Their faith must be stretched to be redeemed. I have allowed certain exits, says the Lord, and certain oustings for those with a voice in order to allow the babbles to teeter and fall. And babble they do in order to allow the towers of media and influence to lean and to tip and to fall. One media entity shall file for complete bankruptcy and be sold. And who shall take it shall send tremors through the media, says the Lord. It shall cause shakedowns across the media as heads scramble in anxiousness and fear, all capitals, because the entire tide is beginning to turn. And high tide is coming in to disintegrate the sandcastles they have built, says the Lord. Now. I'm going to go back to October 31st, 2020, because there's another part to this I want to read before I talk about why I just am going through all of this. However, I, the Lord, say the illusion is disintegrating before the people, the hologram, the mirage that was placed before the American people in deception is disintegrating before their very eyes and denial will be harder and harder to dwell in. As the facade comes crashing to the ground, the veil is pulled back and all the filth, the refuse, the gall, the darkness underneath is now revealed. How it was never going to be fair. And they were going to attempt, keyword, capital, to steal an election, to steal power, all to then gut a country that I have established to be a friend to Israel, a light and help to the world, and a proponent of the gospel as more and more it goes forth into all capital, the earth. I, the Lord, say and decree this day that darkness shall not prevail. That's capitalized. There shall be a price, a heavy price for their plots, their spells. This is why I'm reading this. Their conjurings. What do you think Jesse Waters was doing with that woman? Their manipulations, their deviations. And oh, the Lord say the miraculous shall occur before the American people. And oh, and uh, what, let me just read that again. And, uh, and I, the Lord, say the miraculous shall occur before the American people. You will see commentators stunned. You will see those who plotted speechless as all their attempts to steal and change votes fail because they shall not meet a standard by the name. Capitals of Ruach Elohim, the spirit of the living one, true, mighty, all-powerful God. The earth is my footstool, says the Lord, and I, the Lord, appoint whom I please. I anoint whom I please, and I raise up whom I please. Now, if we go to 1 Samuel chapter 28, verses 5 through 25, I'm going to read this to you because there's a few things in here that we need to take note of in the middle of the eagle pass conflict. So 1 Samuel 28, verses 5 through 25, I'm using the New American Standard Bible 1995 edition. When Saul saw the camp of the Philistines, he was afraid and his heart trembled greatly. When Saul inquired of the Lord, the Lord did not answer him either by dreams or by Urim or by prophets. Then Saul said to his servants, seek for me a woman who is a medium, that I may go to her and inquire of her. And his servant said to him, behold, there is a woman who is a medium at Endor. Then Saul disguised himself by putting on other clothes and went he and two men with him. And they came to the woman by night. And he said, conjure up for me, please, and bring up for me whom I shall name to you. But the woman said to him, behold, you know what Saul has done, how he has cut off those who are mediums and spirits from the land. Why are you then laying a snare for my life to bring about my death? 
Saul vowed to her by the Lord. So he's vowing to a medium by the Lord. Keep that in mind. Saying, as the Lord lives, no punishment shall come upon you for this thing. Then the woman said, whom shall I bring up for you? And he said, bring up Samuel for me, because Samuel had died at this point. When the woman saw Samuel, she cried out with a loud voice. And the woman spoke to Saul saying, why have you deceived me? For you are Saul. You see, the medium thought she was going to conjure up a familiar spirit. And apparently, somehow, Samuel shows up. When the woman saw Saul, she cried out with a loud voice, and the woman spoke to Saul, saying, Why have you deceived me? For you are Saul. The king said to her, Do not be afraid, but what do you see? And the woman said to Saul, I see a divine being coming up from the earth. Now, why is he coming up from the earth? Before Jesus Christ died, there was a place people went called Abraham's bosom. Abraham's bosom was literally across the way from hell. So it wasn't in hell. It was kind of like across some type of moat or some type of body of water or something. And that's where they went. And that was in the earth. And so she, uh, he says to her, what is his form? And she said, an old man is coming up and he is wrapped with a robe. And Saul knew that it was Samuel. And he bowed with his face to the ground and did homage. Then Samuel said to Saul, why have you disturbed me by bringing me up? And Saul answered, I am greatly distressed for the Philistines are waging war against me. And God has departed from me and no longer answers me either through prophets or by dreams. Therefore, I have called you that you may make known to me what I should do. Samuel said, why then do you ask me since the Lord has departed from you and has become your adversary? The Lord has done according as he has spoke through me, for the Lord has torn the kingdom out of your hand and given it to your neighbor, David. As you did not obey the Lord and did not execute his fierce wrath, his fierce wrath on Amalek. What is the spirit going after Israel? Amalek. Who has Joe Biden refused to completely go after? Amalek. So the Lord has done this thing to you this day. Moreover, the Lord will also give over Israel along with you into the hands of the Philistines. Therefore, tomorrow you and your sons will be with me. Indeed, the Lord will give over the army of Israel into the hand of the Philistines. Verse 20, then Saul immediately fell full length upon the ground and was very afraid because of the words of Samuel. Also, there was no strength in him, for he had eaten no food all day and all night. The woman came to Saul and saw that he was terrified and said to him, Behold, your maidservant has obeyed you, and I have taken my life in my hand and have listened to your words, which you spoke to me. So now also, please listen to the voice of your maidservant and let me set a piece of bread before you that you may eat and have strength. So they want to consecrate what just happened with a meal. In the New Testament, Paul talks about don't even eat with such people. And here comes now Saul coming to sit down for a meal to sort of finish this ceremony. But he refused and I said, I will not eat. However, his servant together with the woman urged him and he listened to them. So he arose from the ground, sat on the bed, and the woman basically had a fattened calf that she killed and she basically made unleavened bread and she brought it uh, before Saul and his servants. Okay, I had to read that whole account to, 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 to kind of like go through here to understand why this all connects. So I would look for, since this happened at the beginning of January, what happened when this incident happened? Saul fell. 
So I would look maybe for the um, seat warmer in the White House currently to fall, to fall to the ground, to fall face down to the ground, maybe to fall in, in, in that kind of sense. Uh, because this is because of these cycles. Now, toward the ends of Saul's kingship, he totally loses his mind. This is when he goes to a medium, right? So you have Biden completely losing his mind right now, right? He's completely almost lost his mind. He babbles. He says things that make no sense. They have to rush him off the stage. It's towards the end of his presidency, and he's lost his mind. In the middle of this, we see this spirit, right, come to the forefront of the media. So at the same time, the soul in the White House is losing his mind. We see a, 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 a similar type of spirit, right, come over the media. Now, I'm going to speak to Jesse Waters for a minute because I watched this clip and then I had to just lose anything from my soul and make sure, you know, nothing tries to, because these clips, you have to be careful with them. And so I'm going to say this. I think a producer, a very foolish, ignorant, ignorance is one of the enemy's greatest weapons. Ignorant, reckless producer came up with this stunt. And the problem with bringing these type of women on that have been into this for a long time is they operate in familiar spirits. Familiar spirits are called familiar spirits because they are familiar with everything about you, your family line, your spouse, your children, um, cycles in your family, dysfunction in your family, illness in your family, and they operate within those cycles to continue keeping in bondage family lines. And by Jesse Waters doing what he did, whether knowingly or unknowingly, he opened the door for the kingdom of darkness to attack him, his household, his wife, and his children. This is how serious what he did is. And I'm only saying this because I pray to God. He repents, he renounces it, and he shuts that door because it is so dangerous when people open the door to these things and they are giving the kingdom of darkness legal permission to put their grubby little claws on what you love, on your household, your spouse, your children, your job, your body, your health. You are giving them legal right and permission now to enter and have their way. And the only thing they bow to, and not thing, it's really a name. The only name that they bow to, the only way they submit and flee and tremble is Jesus Christ. There is a way to renounce that. There is a way to drive it from your household. There is a way to drive it from your family, your life, and your family line. And his name is Jesus Christ. And Jesus Christ rules above all. And Jesus Christ knows the future. Familiar spirits don't know the future. They can only try to manipulate the present in order to get future events to happen by making the present come into agreement with it. And all I'm saying is I hope 
And I pray in Jesus' name that he renounces that and he comes out of agreement with it because he has opened the door. This is nothing to toy with or play with or think it is harmless. It is incredibly destructive. It is incredibly harmful. And what Fox News did, they may have just signed their own removal for this stunt they pulled. And it was probably at the hands of an ignorant, reckless producer. So pray for Jesse Waters, pray for his children and his wife, because when people ignorantly open the door to these things and think it's funny and think it's harmless, they end up having hell literally come in to their life. So I had to say that too. That was another thing that was on my heart to say. You could go back and watch the clip. I won't play the clip because it could potentially draw people back into the occult, and I don't want to do that. So we just showed the still image, but you can go, if you feel led, to go watch the Fox News clip yourself uh, of this happening on Waters World. And, you know, Jesse Waters, you know, he seems to, you know, he seems to have some good insight sometimes. Every now and then, you know, I'll catch my husband, Chris, every now and then watching it, you know, and in within earshot, sometimes I'll hear some of the things he says, but this, this could hurt his whole family, literally. So just pray and pray that he renounces it. Pray he renounces it and that door gets shut in Jesus name. Okay, moving on. Also in January, 2024, as this is happening, Joe Biden says something. He says, Democracy is on the ballot. Freedom is on the ballot. We are not a democracy, Joe. We are a republic. And there is a difference. They are telling you your freedom is literally hanging in the balance on the ballot. Because they want to strip you from it. And in 2020, Biden was quoted. He was quoted as saying, there is a battle for the soul of this nation. You bet your bottom, you know what? There's a battle for the soul of this nation because the enemy can only take the soul of your nation, but your freedom. That is why in 2020, it was said there's a battle for the soul of this nation. And now in 2024, democracy is on the ballot. Freedom is on the ballot. This is by no mistake. Now to David, because if we've covered soul, we have to cover David for a moment. First Samuel chapter 30, verses one through eight. Because this is all going on while Eagle Pass is happening, okay? So a lot of what I'm talking about here is happening around the time of Eagle Pass or Eagle Pass is embroiled in the middle of two eclipses or things of that nature. First Samuel 30, verses 1 through 8. Okay, I'll go back to this for a minute because a lot of people are asking in the chat what Jesse Waters did. He had a psychic and a medium on Fox News using tarot cards to try to predict the future of America, Trump's future, and the future of Joe Biden. And you have no idea how you could tell, pray for this woman to be delivered from bondage because she has been in this for a long time. She has been a slave to her master and she needs deliverance. So just pray for her, please, as well as Jesse Waters. Okay. First Samuel chapter 30, verse eight. Well, it's actually chapter 30, verses one through eight. 
Then it happened when David and his men came to Ziklag on the third day that the Amalekites, there they are again, the Amalekites, they're always popping up in the middle of these things. The Amalekites had made a raid on the Negev and on Ziklag and had overthrown Ziklag and burned it with fire. And they took captive the women and all who were in it, both small and great. What did Hamas do? They invaded, they burned it with fire, and they took captive the women, all who were in it, both small and great. Except the Amalekites didn't kill anyone in this. They said without killing anyone and carried them off and went their way. When David and his men came to the city, behold, it was burned with fire and their wives and their sons and their daughters had been taken captive. Then David and the people who were with him lifted their voices and wept until there was no strength in them to weep. Now David's two wives have been taken captive, Ahinoam, the Jezreelitess, and Abigail, the widow of Nabal, the Carmelite. Moreover, David was greatly distressed because the people spoke of stoning him, for all the people were embittered, each one because of his sons and his daughters. But David strengthened himself in the Lord his God. So as Saul is completely losing his mind and is consulting a medium, David's family, his assets, his wealth is raided by the Amalekites and taken. I want you to think about this for a minute. So as Saul is completely losing his mind and consulting a medium, David's family, his assets, his wealth is raided by the Amalekites and taken. What is happening with President Trump right now? They are attempting to raid his camp and take his wealth, his assets, destroy his family. The Amalekites are attempting to raid the camp and do the same. But look what David does when this happens. This is a key here for leadership being persecuted right now and stolen from. This is the key. 1 Samuel 30 verses 7 through 10. Then David said to Abiathar the priest, the son of Ahimelech, please bring me the ephod. So Abiathar brought the ephod to David. David inquired of the Lord. So David said to Abiathar the priest, the son of Ahimelech, please bring me the ephod. So Abiathar brought the ephod to David. David inquired of the Lord, saying, Shall I pursue this band? Shall I overtake them? And he said to him, Pursue, for you will surely overtake them, and you will surely rescue all. Other translation says, You will surely recover all. So David went, he and the 600 men who were with him and came to the brook Besor, where those left behind remained. But David pursued he and 400 men. Isn't that interesting? Here's the number four again. When is this eclipse happening? In the month of April, right? Um, how long can the eclipse be viewed over Eagle Pass? Four minutes and 23 seconds. So 400 men. For 200 were too exhausted to cross the brook Besor. They remain behind. Interestingly enough, too, also an Egyptian not only feeds David on the way, but takes David and his men to the location of the uh, Amalekite camp, which would have exposed their location, their secrets, their plunder, and their plans. Isn't it interesting that it was Egypt that tried to warn Israel of an impending attack while President Trump was going through these indictments and trials? I don't think that's a coincidence. 
First Samuel chapter 30, verses 16 through 18. When he had brought him down, behold, they were spread over all the land, eating and drinking and dancing because of all the great spoil that they had taken from the land of the Philistines and from the land of Judah. David slaughtered them from twilight until the evening of the next day, and not a man of them escaped, especially 400 young men who rode on camels. So it seems only 400 men escaped and fled and rode on camels. So David recovered all. So David recovered all that the Amalekites had taken. He recovered all because he inquired of the Lord. He ran to the Lord when his wealth, his assets, his family were under attack and seized and stolen. He inquired of the Lord for the instruction. And that is why when he pursued, he recovered all because he went to his source first and his source gave him the instruction. I'm going to tell you something else interesting here about um, how they were eating and drinking and dancing because of the great spoil they've gotten. Keep that in mind for a moment and we'll go back to it. So the first time David got into the palace, it was because of his talents and abilities right? So the first time David gets in after he slays Goliath is because of his talents and abilities. The second time he gets into the palace was because of his kingship, because he was anointed and yoked by God and placed there. Now, I'm going to tell you something interesting about the singing and the dancing with the Amalekites because they got all this plunder. Miss Carol, right? Who they just awarded this, you know, a sane amount of money to, right, for defamation. You know who she is? Allegedly, Potiphar's wife. What did Potiphar's wife do? Potiphar's wife wanted Joseph, couldn't have Joseph. So she created a scenario that made it look like she was assaulted sexually. to take from Joseph his wealth, his life, and put him in prison. Potiphar's wife, Delilah, they're all operating in the same spirit. Potiphar's wife and Delilah operate in the same spirit. That is Potiphar's wife. And you know what happened? Joseph got raised up out of that prison, put over all of Egypt where he could decide what happened to Potiphar and his wife. Because Potiphar, knowing good and well the character of his wife and how devious she was and deceptive she was, put Joseph in prison knowing the character of his wife, don't, don't get it twisted. He knew the character of that woman, but that is Potiphar's wife. So I just wanted to throw that in there as well as Sadie is now jumping up on the desk and you're probably going to see her tail. Okay. Now let's go back to David for a minute, because I just had to throw that in there just to, just to talk about it for a moment. Sadie, honey, you just knocked mommy's notes over. Yep. Bless you. Okay, she just sneezed. Samuel 31, verses 9 through 11. 9, 11. 
When did Biden release six billion to Iran? 9-11. What did the Lord say to me back April 2023? When he woke me up during the night in Oklahoma? Trump was the 45th president. He is running to be the 47th president. Four plus five equals nine. Four plus seven equals 11. 9 Samuel 31, verses 9 through 11. Saul stripped of his weapons and sent them through the land of the Philistines because now Saul has fallen, right? He's completely fallen. He stripped of his weapons and sent through them throughout the land of the Philistines. Let me just fix this for a minute here because she just moved the monitor. Okay. To carry the good news to the house of their idols and to the people. They put his weapons in the temple of Ashtoreth and they fastened his body to the wall of Bethshan. Now, this is where it's going to come full circle. What is the conflict of Eagle Pass about? The border and the wall. Where did Saul's body end up ultimately? Fastened to a wall. And his weapons put in the temple of Ashtoreth, which carried a similar spirit, right, of the medium he consulted. It carried that similar, familiar Delilah, Potiphar's wife kind of spirit, was also fertility. Um, that is a big one to, to, note, to note here, that that was the false goddess of fertility. Rebellion is as the sin of witchcraft. Okay, that's what was said in Samuel. Rebellion is as the sin of witchcraft. What is above the New York City courthouse, the same city court system doing what they're doing to Donald Trump and his family? A golden statue that resembles Ashtoreth and has to do with fertility because it's in honor of Ruth Bader Ginsburg, who was an enormous proponent of abortion. You see, it's all connected. Saul was fastened to the wall. He ultimately fell and was put at a wall. And his weapons are put in the temple of Ashtoreth. Because why? He opened the door when he went to that medium. He opened the door for that when he went to that medium. Because rebellion is as the sin of witchcraft. And then we have above the New York City courthouse, this golden statue that looks eerily like Ashtoreth and basically has to do with fertility. And the New York Times and other newspapers carried headlines back in January 2023 when this happened that said, move over Moses. There's a new female lawgiver in town. Move over Moses. There's a new female lawgiver in town. Now, we're going to go to something else here because we're almost done. We're almost done. I know this is a lot to get through, but it's important. The coercive acts before the Civil War, because what's happening at Eagle Pass, and I had said this on the part one, how the spirit of the Civil War is trying, is trying to rise and take hold because of where this conflict is happening in the nation. So there was something called the coercive acts that actually triggered the Civil War. As colonists grew increasingly defiant, the British government responded with punishing measures that only angered them more.
1774, the British Parliament passed the Coercive Acts, a group of measures primarily intended to punish Boston for rebellion against the British government, namely the Boston Tea Party. However, the impact of these acts stretched far beyond Massachusetts. The four acts, along with the Quebec Act, became known as the Intolerable Acts among the 13 colonies. The punitive measures marked a major turning point in the conflict between the British government and the colonies and helped set the two sides on the path to the Revolutionary War. Now, why am I saying this? Because Eagle Pass, where the conflict is, is in a place called Shelby Park, which happens to be a 50-acre park. 50 is the Jubilee, where what was taken must be returned and the land must be returned to its rightful owners. General Shelby was the general for the Confederates who battled the Union at Eagle Pass during the Civil War and actually sunk his flag, the Confederate flag, into the Rio Grande before he took off to Mexico, I think, with about a thousand men. Now, because we're on this of the of the Civil War for a moment and Eagle Pass and everything else we've gone into, back in 2021 in Kosovo, okay, Kosovo in the area of Yugoslavia and all of that area, right, a place where civil war happened and the communist playbook was heavily utilized. And we actually have uh, an article here to show you about this so you understand why I'm even going here right now. So this is back in uh, July of 2021. Work started on Joe Biden's statue in Kosovo town. In the town of Eurosevac, near the U.S. military base uh, Bonsteel, work has begun on a site to set at, to host a statue of U.S. President Joe Biden. So a statue of Joe Biden in 2021 starts being built to place in a place where civil war immersed that area. Makes you wonder why just what, two and a half, three years later, we find ourselves at Eagle Pass in the United States. Now, we're going to go back to some words here. We're going to go back to October 6, 2020. I call this the Clash of the Titans word. There shall be a clash of the titans in Washington, D.C., the likes of which has never been seen. Historic, says the Lord of hosts this day. However, in clashes, there shall come forth casualties. And there shall be those exposed in both parties who have been liaisons for wicked interests of foreign entities, says the Lord of hosts this day. Both parties. And a core shall arise and come forth and a core that fights and stands for truth. My capital word of truth, says the Lord, my truth shall go forth in the mist and expose a chain gang of players all working together to overthrow not only the foundation of the United States of America, but capital, all sense of morality and faith in God. They are looking for a demolition, says the Lord, and a demolition they shall receive upon their own heads. Watch and see, says the Lord of hosts this day. The trumpet will sound, the trumpet will sound. In the mist, the trumpet will sound, says the Lord. For I, the Lord, am making an unexpected move that will catch the enemy, his alliance and those involved in the darkest of dealings off guard, off kilter. A surprise attack, that's capitalized, shall pierce and puncture their plans. That surprise attack, partly, could have begun when suddenly Johnson was put in as speaker. I would watch that road. I would just keep my eyes on that road right now. Speaker Johnson and the road he's going to be 
he he's going to be on and where he's going to end up in leadership because this could be the beginning of this surprise attack because this came out of nowhere uh, when McCarthy was removed and Johnson was put in. So I just want you to keep that in mind as we go forward because I thought of that and I said, hmm. And so I put it in there for all of you just to keep in mind and pray about. April 7th, 2023. The persecuting spirit has been sent forth with force to intimidate the people through the events unfolding in your nation. Those who grin at such what a sad and pathetic group says the Lord. They shall find themselves flat on their backs. Those grins will not last for long as they think they have hunted down prey. The hunter shall become the hunted. This will echo in this season once again. It has gone forth. However, the hunters have set themselves up to become prey. For they shall be hunted down by their own agendas, by their own accusations, by their own weapons of destruction, that they shall lose control of these beasts and they shall become the hunted for what they have done. Okay. We're going to put up an article from the New York Times here about what's happening in Georgia right now. I remember when I had that dream, and I'll talk about it in a moment here, but this is what it says. The accusations against the Atlanta prosecutor, Fannie Willis, what we know. What did the Lord say? They would be hunted down by their own agendas, their own accusations, by their own weapons of destruction, that they shall lose control of these beasts and they shall become the hunted for what they have done. No matter how the judge rules, the allegations have become a distraction for Ms. Willis, a Democrat and veteran prosecutor who is up for re-election this year. Investigations into her conduct are likely to gear up soon, led by panels controlled by Republicans who enjoy healthy majorities in the Georgia legislature. A separate filing from Mr. Trump on January 25th argued that Ms. Willis violated Georgia bar rules for prosecutors when she claimed during a recent speech at an Atlanta church that racism was one of the reasons she was under scrutiny. Both Miss Willis and Mr. Wade are black. So what does it say, April 7th, 2023? They shall be hunted down by their own agendas, their own accusations, their own weapons of destruction, that they shall lose control of these beasts and they shall become the hunted for what they have done. This is all happening while Eagle Pass is happening. You've got Eagle Pass happening. You've got all of this happening, right? You've got this eclipse coming and they're all happening. It seems one after the other here and some of them are overlapping. Um, so keep that in mind also. And I'm going to tell you, it was back, it was December. It was the December before January 6th happened. And I had a dream mid-December of that year. And the dream was I was sitting in what looked to be a restaurant or hotel lobby overlooking a city, which I believe was Washington, D.C. And this strange military phone, a black, strange looking phone appeared in my hand. And I heard a voice yell, Georgia and Pennsylvania, call the Capitol. And I had that dream back right before January 6th, maybe three weeks before January 6th occurred. Um, so keep that in mind. Keep in mind th th that Georgia and Pennsylvania were named in that dream and that strange phone in my hand. And they said, call the Capitol. 
So I wanted to put that in there as well. So it could have been, looked like some strange military foam. Some of you in the military may know exactly what I'm talking about. Thank you for your service. We love you, but I'm sure some of you who are veterans or are currently in the military maybe know what I'm talking about with this strange looking black phone in my hand. Also to bring this full circle, because uh, Eagle Pass part one, I talked about the Kentucky Derby, right? We talked about the horse constitution that sired a horse by the name of Gettysburg Address. We talked about uh, American Pharaoh, who has sired a horse named Nullify that's competing for the Derby. There was a horse by the name of Eagle Pass last year that was supposed to be in the Derby, I believe, and then was retired. So. Interestingly enough, on page eight of the horses that are contending to get into the Derby, because there were 10 pages, that is where American Pharaoh has the sired nullify there on that page. There is also a horse by the name of Innocent Man. So my team pointed that out to me last time. I wanted to point that out for you. But interestingly enough, I got a call from a woman who has a racehorse. And that racehorse, I believe, is contending for the Kentucky Derby. And the horse's name is Warring Thunder. Well, she told me who the sire and I believe the mother of Warring Thunder is. The sire is Trojan Nation. So Trojan Nation sired Warring Thunder and Warring Thunder's mother is Esther Rising. So I find she, she called and she left a message because she when I started talking about the derby, she was like, oh, my goodness. And so I found the horse Warring Thunder and I found Trojan Nation. So I can tell you with certainty, hello, honey. Oh, yes, yes, yes. That I found those two. But I thought I'd put it in there because I found that fascinating that we got a phone call from a woman who has a racehorse that is contending for the Kentucky Derby. You cannot make this stuff up. It is all connected. We just went through 18 pages worth of information. God bless my team because that's a lot. And it's all connected and it's incredibly prophetically interwoven and we have to be able to see these things to understand a how the enemy is trying to move and b how we can intercede to pray for the power of god to move these are by no accident all of these are happening one after the other they're overlapping each other they're happening on the heels of this total eclipse coming where the path of totality is eagle pass texas right at shelby park which is 50 acres and this is where a lot of the battle is happening uh and so basically and the Saul and David, and how that's playing out at the same time. And so this all prophetically is connected, and we have to have eyes to see and ears to hear what the Spirit has to say. Now, there are some things I don't say publicly, and I sit on, and I pray. Uh, there are some things I never talk about publicly, but I prayed about this, um, and I you know, consulted with counsel, and basically this was... This was, we got the go ahead from the Lord to talk about all of this publicly. So this is where it's an hour and 15 minutes now. Thank you for hanging in there with me. We are going to put these notes up on the blog uh, on arcofgrace.org. We have the ministry blog. We will be putting the notes up there so you can go over them, pray. Oh, hi, Cyrus. Hi, mom is done. Mom is done. Where's the shofar? You're going to show me where the shofar is? No, you're not going to do it, are you? 
Nope, because daddy's coming downstairs. I hear him. Here he comes. Yep. Chris is coming down the stairs. So we're going to end in a moment because I got a couple of things to show you. We're doing a live. It's okay. You can come in. We're done. We're at the end. Let's see if Cyrus goes to the show. Look at what. Cyrus, where's the shofar? Show mommy where the shofar is. Where's the shofar? Where? Where? No, I don't think. He's going to do it on his own time, Cyrus, because that's what he does in the morning. He you goes in and he touches where it. Where is it? Oh, there it is. What a good boy. That's the shofar. Okay. Uh, so, hi, people. He's coming. <laughs> um, I'm going to ask for prayer for Chris because yesterday morning, Chris had a seizure. And it lasted almost 10 minutes. I almost had to call 911. Uh, and so it was a little scary for a moment because he couldn't tell me my name or his name. And his aide was there, Rebecca, and there were other staff there. And it, it was touch and go for a minute. And I'm praying in the spirit and I'm rebuking and in Jesus name. And so basically just pray for him because they become post-tictal after that happens. Uh, and just, he, he just needs prayer. He needs prayer, uh, for peace in his mind and healing in his mind. So I, I would appreciate that. And I thank all of you, um, who have been praying for him and have been praying from the beginning. And we just love you. And we thank you for that. So I just wanted to put that in there quick at the end. Also, we got two things at the end here. Uh, we're going to put up a book. One of our staff, Dawn Marie wrote a book. Here it is, Buddy the Butterfly. Um, I believe it is in the ministry partners section that you can go see where to purchase it. But she wrote this book. We congratulate her. Uh, yeah, there it is, arcofgrace.org forward slash ministry dash partners. So we wanted to put it up for all of you in case you want to get it for your kids or your grandkids or a friend's child uh, or for your school. So... Praise the Lord for that. And uh, Dawn Marie has done a great job with that. So we praise the Lord for that. Also, uh, give a derm. We're going to put give a derm up because we get many emails asking me what I use for skincare. And so this is what I use. It is all natural. Uh, it is incredible. It smells incredible. And it actually works. This is what I use. So every time we get an email, what is Amanda using for skincare? This is it. It is truly food for your face. What you put on your skin ultimately absorbs into your bloodstream. We have to remember that. Also, it's safe in case animals happen to get into it, you know, or lick it or touch it uh, for your pets. It is safe. It won't harm them. Uh, but it is an amazing line. Uh, the ladies who, who have it are believers. And it is one of the best smelling I have ever come across. It is also one of the best I have ever used. So you can use promo code ARC10 and you can go to arcofgrace.org forward slash ministry dash partners. And it is there. I absolutely love it. I have to tell you what an amazing product and two amazing women. They're a hoot. They are to talk to. They are just so full of life and so bubbly. And we just absolutely love them. So. Praise the Lord. Praise the Lord. Okay, everyone. Oh, we're going to end here for the night and uh, we'll keep you updated on Prince who's coming and the tortoise who's coming. Uh, Mordecai has already started talking. So we kind of hear things like, hey, you come here. Like we're starting to hear him talk. 
uh, in the in the parrot room. So it's quite comical. But Mordecai is doing very well. As soon as we teach Mordecai how to step up and and do those things because he doesn't know, uh, we will end up probably bringing him in here for broadcasts and things like that. So you can all see him and hang out. So that would be a wonderful thing. And uh, we're working on it. We'll give you updates and we're working on it. So, oh, someone's asking what I use to straighten my hair. Okay, well, I'll tell you what I use right now quickly before we close. I use, and I stand is laughing because we get emails about this. We get tons of emails. Okay, so shampoo and conditioner, I use Amika. Okay, I, I, I like it. It's safe for my hair. And so I tend to, I tend to go towards Amika and they have a primer. Amika as a primer. I also like the Moroccan oil. I use the Moroccan oil on my hair, the actual Moroccan oil brand. So there you go, guys. Cats out of the bag. Now you know what to use and uh, hopefully you'll jot it down. <laughs> it will probably still get emails. So thank you, everyone. God bless you. <laughs> Keep the faith. We love you. Armor up according to Ephesians chapter 6, Psalm 91. I say it every single day. I encourage you to, too. It's a powerful psalm. The word is living and active, and we must activate it in order to use it. So it is living and active. It is the sword of the spirit, and we need to act like it, and we need to utilize it. Also, Ephesians 1 and 3 from the Believer's Authority, I quote those scriptures every single day. I'm not kidding you. Every day, I am quoting those scriptures. Why? Because we have to activate it right? Also, I put the armor of God every day, you know, on me and Chris. Father, in the name of Jesus Christ, according to Ephesians chapter 6, I ask you put your whole and complete armor on me and Chris this day. I ask in Jesus' name. So I do that every day as well, and I just encourage you to do the same. The word of God is, is powerful. It is living, and the Lord has given it to us to use, and so we have to remember that. And, uh, Praise the Lord. So I hope you all have a wonderful rest of your evening. We will be announcing when we're coming back on. I'm working on some other things with the Lord that I've already been uh, researching and writing up. So we will definitely announce those broadcasts as well. Keep the faith. We love you. Have a wonderful rest of your evening. Hello, everyone. Amanda Grace here. So as many of you know, Dr. Mark Sherwood and Dr. Michelle Sherwood of the Functional Medical Institute are mine and Chris's doctors. And so I went to Dr. Sherwood with a problem that I was seeing, not only with, with what I was going through, but with what other women were going through concerning their metabolism, concerning energy, concerning their hormones. And so we put our heads together and we are very happy now to finally be able to present to you Rafa for women. Rafa means healer in Hebrew. So it is an ode to the Lord because he is our healer. He put things in the earth that help heal us. And so Rafa is a product that was created for that. It also helps by helping with the healthy metabolism and natural hormones, as well as it helps balance fatigue. It helps with weight gain, night sweats, mood swings, blood sugar issues, and more. It is all natural. And I find more and more people are going into the natural arena in order to find solutions 
to issues that they're going through. So if you'd like to learn more, you can go to www.arcofgrace.org forward slash ministry dash partners to learn more about Rafa today. God bless. Hey everyone, Amanda Grace here. If you are looking for advice on financial matters, if you think gold and silver might be right for you, go to bh-pm.com today. Andrew Sorcini of Beverly Hills Precious Metals, who has been on Ark of Grace many times and loves to answer our viewer questions, is here with his team to answer all of your gold and silver needs. Whether you want to buy gold and silver, whether you have questions to see if it's right for you, whether you are looking to roll over retirement accounts, go to bh-pm.com today and Andrew and his team will be more than happy to assist you with all of your needs. If you want to support an amazing patriot and be a blessing, go to MyPillow.com today and use promo code ARK, A-R-K, to save up to 66% or more off of all MyPillow products. They have pillows, of course, but they are so much more than pillows. They have sheets. They have slippers. They have bathrobes. They even have dog beds and a fun fact for all of you noble one of our pigs in our animal sanctuary has indeed slept on a my pillow dog bed so if you want to be a blessing you can go to mypillow.com today and use promo code arc it is an alternative to big pharma based on quantum physics over 40 scripture verses written into these patches for everything from blood sugar anxiety pain neuropathy to immune system boost dog pain they are very sincere about um, having alternatives to big pharma we are a big advocate of natural solutions to help with pain and 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 blood sugar and a host of other issues i tried the pain patches and and they worked when i used them when you connect it to your body the skin patch changes your brain waves sugar this one is neuropathy i actually have it on and we use this on toby actually because toby's about eight years old and from being paralyzed years ago and the lord miraculously healing him he has a little leftover with his joints and his hips so we actually give him the doggy pain patches what was he doing he was running oh yeah (laughs) i mean i walked him out and wow he's boom and he got power i said no way and i don't know i said amanda what what did you do to him to <laughs> <laughs> so it's good